0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host Zachary Allig, and I'm Michael Tabor. Michael,
1: how you doing? Oh, you know, uh, the world's on fire. Uh, democracy is being dismantled at your local post office. Uh, I had to watch the Democratic National Convention for this podcast. Things are great here,
0: man. I thought everything was fine until you mentioned that last thing. <laughs> so, Michael, why are we? Why did we decide? To watch huge swaths of the Democratic Convention. Why are we doing that to ourselves? Yeah, well, we we made a mistake. You know, we were sort of <laughs> heading
1: into this week uh, a little behind schedule, had some things in the oven that weren't quite ready to be popped out of the pot oven. Uh, so we were like, okay, like, what can we do? What's, what, what's hip? What's current? What's happening? You know?
0: <laughs> we, wa- we watched a bunch of the Jimmy Fallon show trying to figure out what's current what's cool
1: (laughs) where is justin timberlake but you know this this seemed to be you know of the moment so we were like okay cool it's simple you know uh we'll each take a day and you know watch the 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 convention for that day and i have to say like this ended up being one of the hardest things i've ever had to do for this podcast i mean (laughs) we have covered some truly heinous shit on here like there there have been some <laughs> awful people doing terrible things and what i realize is that even though a lot of those stories do happen in the context of not enough being done or a person still mm-hmm. being in a position of power it's usually still by the time we get to it being reported as a bad thing right yeah and there's just something so incredibly dispiriting about watching like all of the villains who made the hell world that we live in uh, talk to you about how they're going to make it better and just gaslight you for like two and a half hours every night.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit like if you were taken uh, on a trip to Epstein Island by HGTV and they just wanted to talk about the architecture and they were just (laughs) like this demonic cult temple, like the use of blue really makes the space big you know it really pops
1: yeah or if they want to tell you that this 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 cult temple was actually used to like save children
0: (laughs) this is this is an orphanage
1: and and what i thought was only going to be like you know oh it's it's cool it's just a couple hours of research that's way less than like a usual week for the pod and it ended up like being so hard not to fall down every rabbit hole of like, wait, which <laughs> which villain is this exactly? I forget. There's so many. You know, it, it's such an expanded universe of villainy.
0: It's 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 really bad. It's, it's really, a, really it's, bad. So it's an
1: entire convention of Lex Luthers. Michael,
0: before we dive into the DNC, what else happened this week?
1: Oh yeah. Uh so there there is a brief uh, bit of good news. And that is that Steve Bannon has been arrested Uh, uh, by U.S. Postal Service investigators.
0: Wow. Talk about retaliation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I... I didn't know that they existed, so I was real pleased to hear that they are just like kicking down yacht doors to arrest Steve Bannon. Uh, like if you've ever if you've ever needed any more evidence for how important it is to save our postal service, like this is it. And what I'm saying is don't don't buy any fucking stamps. That's not gonna help. Let's go bust down some yacht doors.
0: I uh I that episode of Justified where Raylan Givens is in the short shorts, just like clipping motherfuckers from his like mailbag pretty cool
1: oh yeah that that is my sexual identity is, <laughs> is that image
0: uh that's hilarious i love that i mean it's been said a lot and it's kind of even boring how often like the mainstream media talks about but it really is just a bunch of like cutthroats blackguards and like thieves running the trump administration <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Steve Bannon, in many ways, the architect of Donald Trump's 2016 campaign Mm. before sort of being one of the many, many people that sort of flamed out in his administration. Uh, But also, you know, the founder of Breitbart News, maker of uh, lots of terrible documentaries and uh, a guy that was really trying to bring around an evangelical crusade like in his time, like. Uh, you know sometimes leftists like to talk about being accelerationist but steve bannon was the original accelerationist he was like handing out swords at it when you enter a church service you know, he was given a and castle so it's in just kind italy of hilarious. <laughs> like say point, what
0: he was given a castle in italy and fucked that up at some point it's he, he's, is that true yeah uh he was God, like supposed to people he was supposed to like start this like far right school in italy and was given a castle and if i recall correctly you have to check out True and On for the receipts on this. I think he didn't pay his taxes on it, of course, or something like equivalently shocking. dumb. <laughs>
1: like, I love it. Uh, so yeah, this the thing that he was arrested for this time was his uh, national campaign to raise money to build the wall, where he was basically like, "We don't need to wait for these these this damn Congress to give us the money. <laughs> we can do it ourselves." And he uh, swore to all the people who did give him twenty five million dollars. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, fucking disgusting. Just to be clear, uh, but th- that that twenty five million that would all go to construction, no overhead, no salaries. He's like, we don't need it. We're just gonna put it all. You, every dollar you give us is another brick in our uh in our racist gulag. Like
0: <laughs> this is this is pure racism. No overhead. Yeah,
1: exactly, uncut. Uh, and as it turns out, that uh, didn't end up being the case so much.
0: Wait, are you telling me that was a lie? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I know. I know. It's hard to believe. You know, where is the integrity? <laughs> this is why we need Biden.
0: This Wait, this is why so America doesn't can, build things anymore. We can build
1: our walls with dignity and respect that the American people deserve. Oh, man. So yeah, so as it turns out, through a series of shell corporations and a couple partners, they were all funneling money out of this thing just about as fast as they could. Steve Bannon personally took over a million dollars of those funds. Uh, and, you know, I, I hope that he goes to jail for a very long time. But I still, I have to say, like, you got to respect the grift, man. It, like, it is
0: it is one hell of a grift. I mean, it is funny, though, that the guy who, who has a house that's been reported several times as a... Uh meth and Pornhouse went down for this.
1: Yeah, exactly. Again, uh all of these people go down for like the eighteenth uh most villainous thing they've ever done. <laughs> like uh Steve Bannon. I mean, it's the Capone uh, theory,
0: right? Like we can never get anybody for what they're bad for. It's very strange. Uh people forget this. When Trump was asking for, I want to say what, five billion dollars to build the wall, it was something about that number. Anyway uh Nancy Pelosi wouldn't give him all of it during negotiations, but she was still willing to give him something like two billion dollars to put towards a border wall. I think people forget yeah, that like, exactly. that money never ended up happening because, like, whatever Trump was still not willing to like take that, which is like fine, but like Democrats were still willing to pay billions of dollars towards a border wall. Never forget that that these are the people whose convention we're watching. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that, these are the people that want to save you. They just, um, they
0: just don't want to spend as much on the racism wall, but they're still down with it.
1: I don't want to, like, spoil, you know, the, the four and a half, five hours of convention <laughs> that we watch, but that is what this party is. They're the, like, whoa, 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 whoa. We are not going to build this wall unless we can do it on the cheap <laughs> we're, like we're not gonna build somebody this... says somebody says you know throw throw kids in cages they say like okay but like we need slightly bigger cages like there it's always the like three steps in the direction of villainy, but the resistance party is willing to take one half step back uh they are the party of the three fifths compromise like it's crazy <laughs> so <laughs> Goddamn. should
0: we start with night one? <laughs>
1: So, Zach, please pick your melted brain up off the floor. <laughs> scoop it slurry-style back into a smoothie cup and suck it down so that you can tell me about night one of the Democratic National Convention.
0: You know, I uh, I promised my children and my grandchildren to never speak again of this night, but the things I will do for content are just... <laughs> they are unmitigated. This was our war. So night one begins. We immediately zoom into like what appears to be... That place where you get your photos taken at Sears or JC Penney, and there's, e- oh, there's yeah. the Eva, there's Eva Longoria. there's Eva Longoria, and it's just- wait,
1: it opens on Eva.
0: Eva is the first thing you
1: see. You know what? I take it back. This is a great convention.
0: <laughs> I don't understand. Like she got at least for night one, she got the most screen time she spent
1: yeah i mean uh eva eva has a long history of doing this i think she's sort of one of the like hashtag resistance libs that has been i mean, she's been at other conventions before uh so they they like trotting her out but uh please tell me what eva had to say well
0: she's like monologuing she like opens up like we're watching an episode of the tonight show with eva monologuing about the state of the world <laughs> like it's like it felt very much like it was Eva like like Tyler Perry, Eva Longoria's Democratic Convention, brought to you by Eva Longoria. It was very yeah. it's very We're, odd. I,
1: yeah, and and of course, uh, you know, as as was mentioned several times when I was watching, this is not a conventional convention. Uh, so <laughs> they there love that is no so much. crowd for anyone to be speaking to. So like she's just speaking to an empty room.
0: Well, presumably there's a camera guy, but I honestly don't know that.
1: It's it's unclear at this point.
0: Uh so and then it cuts to the Pledge of Allegiance.
1: Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> like, yep.
0: Which is just like. It was basically, like, the Olympics, but shit. Like, the whole setup. There's, like, a montage, then, of children singing Oh Say Can You See. And then, I swear to God, it cuts from a montage of children singing a patriotic song to a star wipe. But not just a star wipe, dear listener. A fifty star wipe. Nice. So, that's amazing. There's a blessing from some dude. Back to Eva. Talking about, like, celebrating diversity. Or whatever. And then the first real thing they get that's non-Eva Longoria <laughs> is they talk so the
1: second to, real thing that they get.
0: They talk to a sweaty small business owner who didn't do the dishes behind him.
1: Okay, well that's just that's awesome. <laughs> and
0: and he talks about how, like, well, we only have half our employees and our employees are scared to come to work. And it's just such an odd place. That's the first gambit. Is to talk to how a small business owner is like trying to bully his employees to come to COVID work, to come to work during COVID.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's horrifying. Uh, you know, And again, I, I guarantee you those dishes were staged like that gentleman had cleaned up all all his stuff. And someone came in and said, no, 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 no. we need to blue collar this up. Uh, how do we do it? How do we do it? How do we do it? I put some dirt in I'm here. I'm also I don't pretty
0: know. sure they never say what his business was. And so I was trying to figure out, like, what kind of awful exploitation is this gentleman doing to his employees who are uh, who by his own admission don't want to be there? <laughs>
1: We could do a whole episode on what the small business owner means and is in America. Uh, But, of course, of course, you know, this is the party of of working people and the people that exploit those working people. (laughs) This is the party
0: of bosses. And so... Then they jump around to a bunch, a handful of randos. Uh, There was one good. There was a black 15 year old. She was pretty cool. Uh, Then they have a farmer who talks about offering, uh, who who, who starts out by offering Trump condolences on his loss. And.
1: Oh. Burn. Just sick burn, bro! Incredi-
0: incredible opening, got him. And then 17 minutes in, we finally see uh, Joe Biden, a clip of Joe Biden giving a speech outside uh, about the American idea and how we are all born equal. And and uh, ah, man, I was like fighting to not become blackpilled
1: but this was wait zach do you hate equality like what's the issue
0: i think what i love is that he's basically like look it was flawed but actually it was pretty great like it was it it was very much being like the founding of this country awesome not perfect but still pretty awesome yeah i watched one hip-hop musical
1: about it and you know that that guy wasn't perfect but he was pretty rad He, he had bars guys america's got bars
0: so and this is just like if this sounds kind of manic it's because it was it's because it was strange and confusing and always jumping around so
1: yeah how would how were the transitions for you uh like between the content? because I mean, we pretty, had a lot pretty
0: fast pretty like bam and now we're like in a room with megan megan Rapino talking about covid it's like what what's happening yeah and so then there's a Congress Congresswoman uh, Gwen Moore who's very enthusiastic about Joe. I don't care because then right after her they jump, kind of apropos of nothing. Speaking of transitions, to a song over Heartland Heartland sort of America, like yeah, grain silos and streets you know with with weeds growing out of them, very like a Christian film. But then. It cuts to kind of some racist Trump shit, like the Charlottesville sort of protests, kids in cages talking about COVID, then back to Americana with people applauding healthcare workers. And I I thought about this video a lot. I, I'm still thinking about it. I don't know what the video is trying to communicate. <laughs> like, is it saying America's good and needs saving? Like what are all these images supposed to mean? It was very much, you know what it was? I I felt watching this. Even early on, I felt like uh in clockwork orange, my eyes were just being taped open and they were just pouring just pouring images uh into him. I don't think it's possible to watch the Democratic
1: National Convention uh with consent, like consensually. <laughs> I think that like the second that you see it it, it, it manages to like latch onto your eyeballs and force you to not look away. I, I do think you're sort of scrapping at something that uh, really is something that came up a lot for me when I was watching, which is just like, there's nothing here except pageantry. Right. Like, there's nothing. Like there, it's, it's exclusively allusions to ideals and perceptions. And often I found a willingness to, like, very clearly name the issues in our society. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. While taking no responsibility for their part in creating them or offering anything in the way of, like, particularly specific
0: solutions. You're you're hitting the nail on the head in one of my theses, and I'm sure one of okay. yours. Uh, that, like, there's nothing here. So we transition out of that song to a bunch of diverse people's faces more a Biden speech where he talks about unity over division, which is maybe the perfect example of like this doesn't mean anything. Like
1: unity just means get in line. Yeah. And
0: then basically they 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 cut to a guy. They cut to people talking about I voted for Trump and now I'm voting for a Democrat. They like I ha- I hate <laughs> Democrats, but I fucking hate but like. One of the reasons I hate Democrats is they won't even be Democrats. Like, they're shitty. But they also just, like, their obsession, their love of Republicans is so cucked. It's so pathetic. It's one of the first major things they get to is like, yeah, I mean, listen, I think the Iraq War was good. I think Mexicans should be in cages. I'm a virulent racist, but I just think this Trump guy is incompetent. Like, it was just so appalling. Like, Republican Democrats so want Republicans to say they're right. They want it so badly.
1: Oh, yeah. And increasingly are willing to become more and more right wing uh, in order to accomplish that purpose, as we saw in this convention. You know, not to spoil anything, but look at the guest list.
0: I mean, I think what's so funny is like the Republicans moved on from being the party of the Iraq war. So Democrats are immediately like, well, that must mean the Iraq war is good. We have to absorb every single motherfucker that was ever pro the Iraq war like, hey, the Iraq war is tantamount to genocide, douchebags. Like, these people created ISIS. So, then, one of the few good moments we have, I'm going to acknowledge, they have George Floyd's family. And it's a pretty good moment. They mention a lot of people killed by cops, and there's a moment of silence. I think it's probably the only part, for me, of night one that worked. But it was legitimately mm-hmm. cool that they gave the family a moment and didn't, like, try to sort of, like, control that that beat. it's not it makes it almost the rest of the convention the rest of the night worst but it was it was good okay uh but then they immediately like cut to a dude on a building in la in downtown like i know where he is doing the classic like music video like jamming out on on a video leon bridges just jamming out to a song about systemic racism uh Okay. And it's just, it's very odd. It's very odd that we go from, like, a moment of genuine pathos to, like, check out this sun-drenched rooftop in L.A. and this guy who is really feeling it about systemic racism... <laughs>
1: <laughs> the musical I mean, inter- that, that is that is probably their song or, or their answer right is like <laughs> we should probably write a song about it
0: yeah i think he did i think it did say he wrote the song about the protests which is like fine dandy but it just it's very democratic brain like, what if we had yeah, a famous yeah. person sing a song about this from a rooftop in a blue city? Shocking
1: that the DNC is not getting the optics of this moment super right.
0: Yeah, and then it, t- then it cuts to uh, Biden talking about systemic racism uh, over some Jeremy Camp-ass guitar music. And it's just, it's, there's something so, and this is going to be a theme of the the entire discussion here, so insane about watching Joe Biden talk earnestly about the problems of systemic racism uh when he built this when he built the system from which the racism comes it's just it's kind of maddening to be like have somebody stand there look at a house that's on fire and be like "God damn, that is a problem and he's like like blowing out the matches
1: and it's like dude his first draft was just him sort of like reminiscing about the good old days (laughs) and they had to like continually remind him he's like no no no, biden biden i love you but the the 94 crime bill is a bad thing now biden biden stop smiling
0: so then what happens is the i, I almost wish i could, i wasn't going through this sequentially because this is the worst thing so after biden talking about systemic racism we cut to him sitting in a room talking with a panel of screens like it's brazil some there's a few people saying some good shit. you've got the mother of eric garner there some good things however it takes a turn first of all you've got lori lightfoot who's a black woman. That's exciting. However, she's also the mayor of Chicago, and it's not like she's done a ton to keep Chicago cops from doing awful things to black folks and protesters.
1: Oh, no. I mean, in and uh, famously one of the mayors that both, like, invited, uh, you know, uh, these
0: sort of shadow forces into their city and then also decried it. Yeah, incredible stuff. Uh, you got the head of the NAACP and Eric Garner's mother there. However, in this sort of, like, panel of folks guess who else is there they're talking to a gentleman who's the head of the houston police department oh goody and this gentleman this gentleman says that most cops were shocked by george floyd's death (laughs) and that the cops were equally concerned and then are you kidding me that happens and then joe biden in front of eric garner's mother it gets it gets it gets so much worse Eric Garner's mother oh, is there and Joe Biden says in front of her responding to this cop most cops are good.
1: Woo, shut it down
0: boys, shut it down. At this point I'm full on Blackfield. I am like I am like researching like the anarchist guide to revolution. I am, like, trying to find out about all those secret tunnels people are talking about, if they do, in fact, go under the Capitol building. Like, it's really, it's escalating at this point. That's something. I would say one of the only parts of, or one of the only pieces of ideology and actual uh, policy is that most cops are good. It's one of the actual things they say that concretely means something that they believe.
1: Yeah, and it, it's, even that is not a statement of policy, no. but it is a statement of uh, ideal. Mm-hmm. It is a statement of, like, here is how we're going to approach this. And if you're still on that bad apples bullshit in 2020, while you stand or, you know, zoom in front of the mother of a man murdered by police violence.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, it's honestly atrocious. It's the kind of thing that, like, if the Republicans did, there would be 600 New York Times articles about it. Uh, but oh yeah, because the Democrats did it. Hmm. Funny. There probably won't be that many. So that was just that is that is actually the highlight from my night. Like it was so upsetting. It's just like why is this happening? Yeah, and
1: then, and then you blacked out.
0: Yeah, and I honestly don't remember much more beyond that. Uh, let's kind of jump through this. We get cleep. We get uh Clyburn talking. Uh, you know all the criminals. Look back to our previous episode about what a crook he is. I assume his daughter somehow got paid for him doing the spot.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh her van company is who they hired to cart him in <laughs> somehow film this for five hundred thousand
0: <laughs> then there's a troop talking about how biden is like awesome and like how he like feels you know how he's like so nice uh and how he, he literally says this troop that biden's policies has policies but they don't really matter because you have character he said that verbatim and I'm, oh yeah, this
1: uh, we'll get to this more in my night too. But there there is a huge focus on like what matters about Joe Biden is his character. Yeah, isn't he just a swell guy?
0: Yeah. No, I mean that is I think for my night, and it sounds like for the rest of the convention from from clips and stuff I've seen and talked to other people about the thesis is like never about what joe's going to do never about uh or their thesis is never about what their policy is it's that joe's a good guy you can trust joe
1: yeah you can trust joe joe's gonna bring america back from the brink joe's joe's gonna fix it you know he's just he's just a hard working, roll up your sleeves career politician who became senator in their 30s
0: they talk about joe knowing pandemics i don't remember the vice president knowing shit about any kind of pandemic but whatever uh, then they have Cuomo on, and this was the second darkest part of the night, Oof. because he has one of the worst, he had one of the worst responses to the pandemic, he wants to reopen schools, he cut uh New York State Medicare during the pandemic, his daddy was governor, and I just want to say, fuck you cuomo fuck you if you like cuomo
1: i don't understand how he became the like corona boss like he was the original fauci and then mm-hmm. i think people like cooled off a little bit yeah like, he couldn't keep it going but they still like there was a period of time where it was just like well maybe this guy should like they're gonna put cuomo in because look at how he's handling this and you're like you're right yeah i'm looking at how he's handling it yeah you're right like, I- the
0: complete I can count gap
1: between what is actually done and how these people are presented is just, it's really hard to like keep both of those things in your mind at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's I again, I'm just get, as I'm watching, just getting progressively, I agree. And, and it's just, what do you have to say? He basically just argued that like, Hey, they did it. He won. It was a victory tour in New York. They won the highest and now we're winning. Fuck you. Uh, he looked like an extra in the Sopranos the entire time. With that kind of like flabby old man Italian face. And then he basically says like, we need good leadership like me in Joe Biden. He didn't say that verbatim, but that's the implication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then he says uh, the division we had created Trump. So that like Trump, he says half right thing being like that Trump wasn't new in some ways, but that our division is what created him. Not capital, not a crisis in capitalism, our division.
1: Yeah, not, not the continuing failure of the neoliberal agenda over the past, like,
0: decade. Yeah, and then he says, our way succeeded, referring to Democrats. Uh, you know, I'm a Californian. I love my state. Uh, but I have to tell you, I'm not sure blue states should say right this exact second, our way succeeded. Uh, I think it's a lot of failure to go around, y'all.
1: The failure is in uh believing in the dichotomy believing that like uh i'm not saying there aren't differences between democrats and republicans but i am saying that like the their failures are largely similar when it comes to these things like you, we're seeing the same explosion in in the south that we are seeing and saw in new york and california like everyone's failing this like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. people are dying to police violence everywhere a lot of the worst uh response to uh, the protest has been from Democrat run uh cities.
0: Of course. And and there's uh a two a couple more things. I forgot how good I'm looking at my notes. How rich a text uh Cuomo always is and he says, you know, it's a war we'll beat we'll beat COVID because Americans win wars. Uh he did not he say he did that. say we win wars. He, he said, said America we, wins wars. He said we wars. win wars.
1: Name name one post World War Two dog. I'll wait. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Name one that we didn't swoop in at the end of uh, that we've won.
0: Define win in any kind of real way. Uh, it's yeah. it's really good. Uh, again, just getting more and more black-filled. And then he says, I've seen Joe Biden's heart, and that is when I had a stroke. <sighs> Michael, hey, look, listen. Look, I know he's been credibly accused of rape. I know he authored the crime bill. I know he sold the Iraq War to... To Democrats, yeah, I know that he has bragged about working with segregationists. I know that he lied about being arrested in South Africa. Uh, I know, I know all this, but Michael, I've seen his heart.
1: I've seen it. I've seen it. That is the exact <laughs> same line that Garcetti used uh. for the L.A. police chief who said some horrific racist shit, and he was like, "Oh no, listen, guys, I know that's not who he is." I, I've seen his heart. Like,
0: where the fuck are they getting this messaging? Uh, I mean at the adrenochrome party, but God the, yeah. the truth is that like I I have a couple thoughts on this. Firstly, yeah. uh it speaks to peak Democrat brain where racist actions don't matter if you mean well. Uh and that and then like when they are mad at Republicans, they're mad at them for being racist inside. because again this can never be about the system really this can never really be even about what you do it's just about politics are all about what you mean man they're good intentions they're vibes and the second thing i want to say is my is that i think we are actually the perfect people to talk about this because this is some sbc shit i know that my sort of youth pastor who is accused of all this horrible shit is a good man because i've seen his heart no no
1: no listen guys you don't understand you don't understand he repented
0: I'm just going insane at this point uh and we kind of jump around. there's some like fine stuff, whatever. uh we cut to like a very we get to a very weird segment where we have Megan R- Megan Rapino talking with four people about what we're gonna do about Corona like first responders. and I like Megan Rapino, but it's just very odd. <laughs> like Democrats obsession with celebrity uh is one of their many terrible things.
1: I mean, it's one of the few things they have. Like, they, they, they get the celebrities. Hurrah. <laughs>
0: they, 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 they're so obsessed with credentialism, and fame is, is a credential. So, we have another musical interlude. One of the more confusing ones. We have Maggie Rogers, this kind of diaphanous white girl who plays a breathy singer-songwriter song on the main coast. And there, as far as I can tell, there's no political valence to what she's saying. She's just singing by the ocean.
1: Uh, the ocean is a registered Democrat, Zach. Everyone knows it that. It is
0: blue. Uh, but the thing I just... It actually is more surreal than you may think. Because I've just watched okay. 10 minutes of a sweaty Italian man talk about how America wins wars. And how Joe Biden has a good heart. And he's like crying, like wiping his eyes with salami. And then there's this like blonde girl singing by the sea. I just... I'm, I'm literally just going insane.
1: <laughs> yeah there, there was there's a lot of whiplash in this whole thing for sure
0: uh gretchen whitmer the governor from michigan who's fine uh she decides however to talk about how obama's stimulus after during the financial crash was good which again is just a you know one of those things wherein black wealth was just absolutely destroyed so that's cool
1: yeah, and just a blatant lie. Yeah. Like, uh, there's been so much research saying that, like, we're still not
0: out of the 08 recession. Yeah, like, yeah, as a millennial, let me tell you, we never left. And then is I think the pièce de résistance. We get look, it's a crazy time, so we are going to be working with people who we disagree with, and there's like 70 Republicans. Like, I swear to God, they bring in a ton of Republicans. They're like, it's not people you'd expect. They bring in a former Republican governor of New Jersey. They bring in Meg Sitman, Meg Meg Whitman, who's a CEO American and Republican. And they bring in people who are like, I've never voted for a Democrat ever. And it's like, dude, why is this happening? Why are there basically two Republican conventions? The Republican convention and then the other Republican convention.
1: The Democratic Party is the Lincoln Project now. Like, it's all... Mm we have we have lopped off the progressive wing and we have moved center right and our big 10 isn't getting bigger it's just moving.
0: Yeah. It's just I mean I I said this on Twitter. There's Repo- there's there's the Trump Republican Party, there's the other Republican Party. It's just because then they cut to John they cut to Kasich standing at a literal crossroads saying we can't be divided. There are no policies <laughs> except no division. Which sounds oddly fash but whatever. Uh Yeah. He's also just a pro-life asshole. Like, fuck that dude forever.
1: It makes perfect sense that the Democratic Party just wants to pick up the losers of the Republican Party.
0: <laughs> I mean, in many ways, that's the Demo- that, that, that is the Democratic Party anyway, uh, since the Clinton era. Uh, the one thing I think that's worth to say is he literally said, Joe won't turn a sharp left, which is pretty fucking yes. rich
1: yeah as as somebody who has been you know has dealt with a lot of bullying on the internet (laughs) about how like we need to vote for joe because we can push him left uh they brought a guy up on stage to assure america that that won't happen yep that like hey you can vote for
0: joe he's the nothing will fundamentally change guy Ugh, it's choice so, I'm going to skip over a bunch. There's Amy Klobuchar, who mentions George Floyd a bunch. Uh, the thing I'll say about that, keep his name out your mouth. You're a fucking murderer. Yeah. You should be in you got, jail. You
1: got, no, you got no fucking right to bring that up.
0: Beto called Trump the most racist president in American history. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean,
1: listen, I'm just saying that's a hotly contested one. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying there are a lot of contenders. Here, here's in that. the thing.
0: I know Trump would own slaves if he could, but technically he doesn't. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, no, like which which president was the most racist is like, you know, that WrestleMania mat- match where they just keep bringing out like wrestler after wrestler after wrestler and they're all just, <laughs> you know, throwing each other around in the ring and teaming up to be more racist against <laughs> another racist than like
0: It's it's pretty awesome. And so that's all very good. Then we get Bernie. And listen, I'm not saying I broke down and cried just seeing his dumb face in front of a pile of wood, but maybe I did. Okay, whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the few live moments from mm-hmm. night one.
0: Yeah. And, and he is the first person to mention climate change. So, of course. He did his Bernie thing. It was perfectly fine. I love Bernie, whatever. Uh, it still made me sad. It's There's something deeply sad about him trying to pitch Joe i am i am
1: neither a guy that feels the need to burn
0: uh, bernie Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh or or
1: a need to defend him like uh this is what losing looks like yeah this is this is the guy has uh always said he was going to play ball and that he cared the most about keeping trump from being elected personally i think it's a bad call uh but it also just means like hey like our movement continues in a different direction and uh I appreciate everything that he has done, and I don't give a single fuck what he has to say to me about Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I miss the man. Uh, it's always good to see your face, Bernie. But let's talk about other things. Let's just uh, let's just yeah. change the
1: subject, Bernie. Bernie, has always been the best grandpa, oh. and now he's like the best grandpa minus one. He's got he's got that one subject. You just got to get him off <laughs> yeah, like it's of. like all of it. Get weird.
0: Uh, he did do it at one point. He said "radical," and he did quote marks on it. And I just, it's always good to see an awkward Bernieism. Uh, I missed his like weird tics, so yeah. then we get to like really the last thing I'm gonna talk about for my night before I pass it over is Michelle Obama, and I actually want to say uh, I had I have been getting into some arguments about Michelle Obama with people lately, but beyond that, I want to cut in at first a clip of her praising, her praising Harvey Weinstein. Well, I want to start by thanking Harvey Weinstein for organizing this amazing day. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey This is possible because of Harvey. Uh, he is a wonderful human being, a good friend, and uh, just a powerhouse. Look, I actually want to start out by saying, I, as a person, I like Michelle Obama. She had an impossible role being the first black first lady of the country. And in general, she did a really nice job and like, honestly hard to do, very impressive. And I can't imagine how uh, scary that had to be staring down that barrel. However, fuck your dynasty politics because here's the thing even if she's best case scenario and you can argue she is it doesn't matter because then you get dynasty politics with the Trumps and you have every fucking Trump kid just stealing money literally out of the treasury wearing one of those sorts of like bandit masks from Looney Tunes so you know what like you have to get rid of your faves if you're gonna keep like the Trump kids out of power too and I just want to say fuck all that fuck this dynasty shit and I'm tired of it.
1: Zachary is here to silence black women's voices. Got I'm going to kill you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with Michelle Obama speaking at the Democratic National Convention. They let anyone speak. There. <laughs> like, they put Kasich up there. Like, why the fuck do I give a shit if Michelle Obama is like talking at the convention? But Zach, tell me. What does she have to say? So,
0: it was a very, like, perfectly fine speech, but it was also, like, it was a lot of just describing who Joe Biden is and how nice he is. It was so empty. It was, he's a nice guy. It was all, to be honest, fucking feelings. She never mentioned a thing he would do except not be Trump. It was super shallow. Like, there was no pitch except Trump feels wrong. He's not what who we are. He's not the country we're supposed to be. But it felt very much like trying to defend her husband's shitty legacy. Like, it wasn't this way is very much the subtext and text of what she was saying. And Joe Biden will make it not this way anymore. And it's like, yo, dude, your husband built those cages that the Trump keeps those kids in. And it's not that she built them, but also she is trying to launder that. And she gets a little yeah, bit of responsibility no, for that.
1: We can hold somebody accountable for their active participation in the continuation of a thing. Like, I'm not I'm not blaming her for the shit her husband did, but, like, she's on a fucking stage, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just, I mean, it's, it's, its it, it just sort of finished up night one for me it is all about aesthetics It is all about feelings. It is how you are, how the country is vibing its racism. The country will obviously be racist. It will obviously treat immigrants like they're subhuman chattel. It will obviously send out slave labor to fight fires, but like, do we have to be such dicks about it? And I'm sorry, from somebody who's got, like, a bunch of Netflix deals and a podcast on Spotify, like, it's pretty rich.
1: There was that clip going around of her and Obama sort of, like, negging young voters Mm -hmm. for not being more involved in the process. And it's like, guys, I don't think you understand that Obama is the most responsible for young people being disengaged. Because he brought out a huge turnout and then he took him turned that around and fucked us with it
0: yeah yeah i'm kind of over the thought that i hear a lot from even leftists is that obama came with good intentions did his best and then just you know kind of like you just couldn't fight the system and it's like wait, you
1: hear that from leftists
0: i think like i do occasionally like maybe i'm talking about progressives but i I still feel like i hear that a fair amount i still think i i hear from like even left-leaning millennials the like Obama tried, man. It's like, I don't know, man. He came in with a hugely popular mandate after an unpopular president had both houses of Congress with 60 senators uh, and decided to keep Gitmo open, continue both wars, not give us health care and give banks money, but not homeowners. You know, and I want to say, oh, like looking at your legacy, Michelle, uh, when Martin Luther King talked, gave his I had a dream speech, blacks had more wealth relative to whites than they do now so you know i'm not sure what legacy we're trying to protect here so that's uh that wraps up night one except for that insane musical interlude we've all seen all over yeah tell
1: me a little bit about this because i i just saw you know the internet freaking out about. so
0: like basically to close out the night there it was billy porter and steven sills doing that like stop baby what's the stop what's that sound that song and Uh they're doing it in front of a green screen of like that's like kind of blue and red and various patriotic iconography and civil rights iconography and they're just kind of both vamping behind an obvious green screen and it's so surreal it felt like a Tim and Eric sketch and it was just it was so silly that I cannot believe you just had these just this black dude and this white dude just vamping for like several minutes while playing this like nominal protest anthem (laughs)
1: yeah 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 this, this uh, again the protest anthem of decades ago
0: uh, so that wraps up night one uh, one of the most cynical despairing couple hours in my life and, uh, and I went to grad school <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's something happening here but it is ain't exactly clear. there's a man with a gun that sound
0: everybody look what's going down so michael yep. tell me that night 2 was better tell me that like bernie showed up with a, with a howitzer and was just like listen after watching the events unfold in night 1 i take it all back third party motherfuckers uh,
1: having not watched night 1 it was it was an incredibly uncanny experience because mm. everything about how this is structured has to be changed and restructured around a crisis that has killed 170,000 Americans. And so they can't right. ignore that. They have to keep bringing it up, but they never quite get around to saying like what they need to do to fix it. And the thing that was blowing my mind as we go through this is that like Congress is in recess. Right. You ended <laughs> right. without a deal to help Americans. The $1,200 that was given amounts to, at this point, about $7.76 a day.
0: Brother, that's what I live on in my parents' mansion, okay? I only spend $7 a day when I'm in my (laughs)
1: family. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as someone else is paying for the private chef, I'm good. Um, (laughs) Mayor Tom Barrett, the mayor of the Wisconsin town that they were uh, going to be hosting in, talking about like, oh, you know, we were so excited to have you and have all the money that you guys spend when you come here. And, you know, it's a (laughs) shame that we can't do it. But you know what? I'm glad that we're taking this Corona thing seriously. We're not like that Trump guy. And then he says this. He says, we never said science is fake. Oh, no. Cool. Great bar, man. Love it. We never made fun of face masks.
0: I just, I just, I'm so tired. Uh, Also, for the record, there's early clips of Dr. Fauci saying don't wear a mask. But like, let's whatever. Close your eyes. Don't think about this.
1: Yeah, no worries. No worries. The guy that Biden wants to keep on. Um, Yeah,
0: it's cool. It's fine.
1: And so then they go through like maybe the only moment of like actual committee business. Mm -hmm. Uh, They bring on three different committees and it wasn't really that interesting except that a lot of this was about assuring people that like this is all above board. Everything we're doing (laughs) is is super okay. There have been no shenanigans across any of the primaries or any part of this process. The DNC is A-OK. And there, there was one lady who was like... We have worked diligently to make diversity happen. Participants of this convention ensure that all Americans, regardless of, here's the list, sex, race, age, color, creed, national origin, religion, economic status, sexual orientation, gender identity, ethnic identity, or physical disability, are free to bomb Yemeni's children, just like all the rest of us.
0: You know, it's that kind of, like, inspiring, inclusive language. I think that gives me hope for the future of bombing Yemeni's children. But what are you
1: doing with all of that inclusivity? And almost more importantly, what are you doing for all of those people that those terms include? And and that was what was blowing my mind. Is like, we are going to be the most inclusive party of doing nothing that you have ever fucking seen. Like, yeah, guys, I- don't you worry. Everyone's going to be in on accomplishing jack shit and what we're doing being terrible. We are all about bringing people in to being as bad as we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the ladies was sitting on a throne, just like straight up. It was like a hand-carved chair a couple <laughs> feet taller than her with like lilies carved into it. Just That's like, awesome. You know, a lot of these people are being filled at their home. And like, I love this lady was like, nah, mask off, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just... Fuck it. The child
0: the chi- the chi- the child bone throne. I'm doing it. Fuck you. Yeah. But I don't care.
1: Barney Frank showing up to be like, hey, listen, we kept the restrictions on non-elected delegates from last year Bernie loves it where everything's okay. This was an open agreement between the Biden and the Bernie guys, is what he said.
0: Meanwhile, they cut to Bernie in uh in the in a basement, shackled somewhere, blinking rapidly. I don't know Morse code, <laughs> yeah, but if yeah, somebody yeah. could, if somebody could sort of like figure that out for me, I would. I'd be Why? Very why
1: is Bernie's mask over his eyes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> why is he wearing a hair shirt?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they do the pledge of allegiance again?
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> oh yeah, they do it every night. I'm sure. Uh, they're such fucking nerds. Like so I just, lame. I could not handle how fucking nerdy this was. There was one white dude who was draped because they're cutting between all these different people like doing it, and they're doing that thing where it's like it's one screen, it's four screens, it's eight screens. We're all speaking in unison. It's like that shit. Yeah, that bad early aughts YouTube shit. This entire fucking night. Uh, one guy. Draped in an American flag, like he's four beers deep at the Kid Rock concert. I couldn't quite wrap my head around like how Republican the like imagery of this thing was. Oh yeah, like we have sucked the American flag's dick so many times. Like it's only it's only got like two stars left because we sucked the rest right out of it.
0: I remember in 2016. There was a mild version of this. They had like a general speaking at the convention talking about how great America is. And Joe Biden in the 2016 election, I remember watching a speech. I remember Joe Biden saying, we don't need to make America great. America's already great. Uh, and what's so funny about watching this is that they want to say that. You can see so badly. They're fundamentally conservatives who want to be like, nothing needs to fundamentally change.
1: So then they cut to uh, a bunch of different sort of small fry Democratic uh, elected officials talking about, like, real issues going mm-hmm. on in their different yeah. areas. It's so much to even go into. my The moment that uh-huh. I did catch, though, yes. was from Georgia State Representative Sam Park. Okay. Who is an openly gay man uh, mm-hmm. in Georgia as a state rep, which is, you know, impressive. Oh, and for sure. And he's in the most ornately draped beige room i have ever seen (laughs) it's just like brown walls and cream furniture and it is it is opulent in a very like specific way
0: but i'm i uh i'm terrified
1: you should be what this man had was a series of a half dozen picture frames like ornate golden picture frames okay With no pictures in
0: them. Oh, that's so creepy. That shit makes Patrick
1: Bateman look normcore. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you doing? What does that interior decorating style mean, man? Like, it's just, it was so uncanny. That's so uh, weird. To see this perfectly constructed room with a signifier without a sign. Right. You know what people normally put in, you know, photos and picture frames in their house is like people that matter to them
0: i mean to be fair the ghosts of his victims are what he cares about because he has inhaled their eternal essence it's fine he just needs the frame
1: yeah uh that's amazing so they're talking about hardship and they're 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 bringing up a lot of things that are really really true Mm -hmm. you know the economy's tanking unemployment blah, blah blah and then one of them goes by the way joe biden has lived a lot of this too it's so i love this so much and this is, like... This is so good. This keeps coming up, that, like, Joe Biden, with his middle-class upbringing and his personal tragedy, and and I'm going to save some of that for later on because there's better examples of it. Yeah, But this time, they're talking totally. about, like, oh, you know, he he was brought up working class. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do a little research. Oh, no, turns Michael,
0: out, you violated the pact.
1: I know, I know. Uh, and, and so it turns out, you know, his dad worked in oil they were very wealthy when he was like a child
0: yeah i mean he's in politics come on people at some point his dad lost his
1: job and the thing that he like ended up in uh was running a very successful used car business that also made them a lot of money where they were like solidly the higher end of middle class
0: Uh, you know what you know you know what they always say used car salesmen the backbone of america and integrity Backbone of america uh the the
1: thing that they're describing is this brief stint in the middle of Joe Biden's childhood where they had to move in with his grandparents because his dad was out of work. Like, that is the hardship. And then Joe Biden immediately, like, went to school, became a lawyer, and was a senator for, like, a billion fucking years. Uh, the best line from all of that, he goes, with Joe Biden in the White House, there's no limit to what we can do.
0: Oh, is there
1: not? And all I could think of was, like... I could have sworn this is the guy who has been putting a lot of limits on what he's going to do. (laughs) Like, is this not the veto Medicare for all guy? Is this not the nothing will fundamentally change guy? Like this guy, is this the guy that like Kasich promised me wasn't going to make a hard left for America? Like this guy's whole deal is what he's not going to do. The
0: most cops are good guy.
1: (laughs) That's blew my mind, blew my mind. Uh, then there's a great moment at the end where he, they're like all talking and they're mm-hmm. like, we're going to expand the affordable care act and he'll bring the cost down with tax credits uh. fucking Democrats and tax credits. And then the girl leans into camera conspiratorially and goes, that's a big effing
0: deal. It's it. I, I don't know how to say this, but it's not, it's just not. And then
1: they cut to all of them, like 16 people on uh. the screen and they all go, that's a big effing deal one fuck you don't say effing yeah unacceptable if you're gonna do it do it motherfucker (laughs) uh two you know what would be a bigger now i'm gonna do it effing deal (laughs) you know you know what might actually be a little bit bigger than some fucking tax credits I could have sworn there was somebody that had something to offer the American people that maybe would have been slightly bigger than an expansion to the Affordable Care Act that is just going to be stripped away by the next Trump that comes along after this shit fails again, you motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and this was amazing. This
1: is really important because it's
0: like the only policy. Yep,
1: the only policy in the whole night is we're going to expand the Affordable Care Act. We're,
0: you know that thing where policies go up more and more and there's record profits from insurers and people and 40% of people who get cancer still go bankrupt? We're going to make it bigger, baby. We're going to bring back worry. better.
1: Uh, it The ability of Democrats to, like, announce their failures as triumphs so was good. never more clear than tonight. And that's everything from the Affordable Care Act uh, to... Uh, their history of the, the Iraq war oh, to yeah. how they deal with systemic injustice to the 08 financial crisis. Like all of these incredible failures of neoliberalism are put on display as like, guys, we fucking killed it. And it, it <laughs> really is terrifying. It really is. Yeah. Like the media loves to give Trump shit for just lying all the time. Oh sure. And like constructing his own reality and just telling all these lies. And Oh, he's destroying truth. And like, that is all true mm-hmm. fuck that guy forever but like this is not any different this is the same relying on the uh inability of the american people to remember more than 30 seconds ago which for the record is because we keep them in a constant state of economic and physical terror yeah it's not their fault <laughs> to, as much as i'd love to make fun yeah of them. i'm not i'm not shitting on the american people there i'm saying like capitalism constructs us so we can't even fucking open our eyes but that they're doing the same they're doing a trump this is a trump what you're doing right now is a trump so hard
0: that's that's very well said
1: another person saying joe biden has been fighting for women his entire career and all I want to say is uh, they should have taken out the four.
0: Yep. I, yeah. Exactly. Here's the thing: they were so close. He has been fighting women his entire career. That's true. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's true. He's incredibly accused rapist. And then they had a a gay state representative to say that Joe Biden was the first national figure to support gay marriage. Uh, um. No. And I was like, wait.
0: <laughs> Literally not. <laughs> Hold true. up.
1: What the fuck are you talking about? And so I, I Zach, I did it again. I, I did a research
0: you know you what know, few shitty we have no ethics we're an ethicsless yeah. podcast one of our few credos is no research what you i know
1: i know i i acknowledge that this was a personal failure uh but it turns out that there is like a narrative the, the, this was mm-hmm. not just something he was saying there's a narrative around this because uh joe biden was on meet the press yep and had one of the most awkward and unpleasant interviews uh wherein he equivocated his way around gay marriage super hard, (laughs) did not ever come out in support of it, but was very much like, I mean, you know, I was hanging out with the gays the other day, and I saw the way their kids were smiling up at him, and I just thought, like, you know, Will and Grace has done more to bring the cultural, you know, gayness into the cultural conversation. This is, like, basically how he's talking. Amazing. Like,
0: he, he... specifically name checked will and grace Look, Jack, and he like that, that, that there's that was, poof there's that poof on will and grace he's great
1: yeah he, he literally name checked will and grace he said <laughs> it did more to mer- educate the american people than anything else Ugh. never actually uh endorses gay marriage but it gets reported that he does and a few days later obama kind of changes his tune on it because they were sort of questioning like do you support obama saying he doesn't support gay marriage and he it was just amazing mm-hmm. that, like, he's getting to take this victory lop. The guy that voted for the Defense of Marriage Act in 96, blocking federal recognition. Yeah, and Obama uh,
0: ran against gay marriage in 08.
1: Oh, uh, in 08. He voted to, this is Biden, though, voted to cut off federal funds to schools that teach the acceptance of homosexuality. In 1973, which, granted, is a long time ago, Yep. Yeah. in an offhand response to a question, wondered if homosexuals in the military or the government were potential security risks and then oh last year on dangerous gays yeah 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 uh you know the be gay do crimes uh (laughs) be gay do national security crimes um (laughs) and then even in an event in cnn last year he was talking about what san francisco and he was like and he goes 15 or 20 years ago was all about well you know gay bathhouses adding it's all about round of clock sex there Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so I I, c- can I, I have one uh, gay anecdote about Joe Biden.
1: <laughs> Please.
0: This is my favorite one. It's been covered before, but I, I, I'm not kidding when I say I think about this anecdote weekly. Joe Biden told a story once about how he was like walking with his father, and he saw oh, yeah, two yeah, men yeah. kissing. He, yeah. And mm-hmm. then he was like, what's up with that, dad? And his dad was just like, sometimes people love each other. And first of all, it's a lie. Let's just say it's absolutely, it's absolutely a, lie. a lie. But it I actually unequivocally wanted, like, t- a lie. It's my favorite lie of his. Because like, first of all, how old is Joe Biden in the scenario? Presumably a youngish man. He's like yeah. walking the, with. His you would dad. have to be a child, <laughs> right? And so this isn't like the '40s or the '50s or something. And Joe Biden, there's two men kissing in public, which, by the way, could have gotten you killed during Joe Biden's. Oh, youth. absolutely. And and then also Joe Biden's dad, who was probably born in the 1910s, roughly. Yeah
1: the the, like, the uh, used car salesman, the wokest used car salesman. It's
0: like no, that's just two men who love each other. First of all, it's obviously a lie. But secondly, I I hope. Part of me hopes that that is accidentally true. That, like, that is just a weird anecdote. We're two gay men. We're just like, fuck it. We want to die today. And Joe Biden's dad, for some reason, was just like, you know what? I know that basically being gay is illegal at this point. But I I just think I'm going to tell my son this is okay. Like, it's not true. But I want it to
1: be true, you know? Well, it's not true in part because the details change pretty regularly. Right. Um, but two, uh, just given the timeline, it doesn't make any sense. Three, if that is true, let's just let's just take it on faith. <laughs> you know, Biden, man of integrity, straight shooter. Um, he's just straight shooter when it comes to that gay stuff. Uh, <laughs> if Biden is telling the truth, then he ignored the advice of his father and voted against love for the majority of his like <laughs> political know. career.
0: That's even better. If he if...
1: was taught that being gay was just people loving each other then he actively and knowingly worked against that purpose for the majority of his political career
0: it's it's all funny every interpretation of it's funny and i think about it every week like young joe biden walking with his father old enough to have fought world war one being like gay stuff is cool i just i don't know It, it makes me it makes me smile uh also, uh, Bernie was holding like pride events in Burlington in the eighties, so maybe fuck off. Yeah. So maybe fuck off. Chuck
1: Schumer, ugh, Hero <laughs> King, uh, champion, Crypt champion keeper. of the DNC, uh, talking about how leadership requires integrity. Pretty fucking rich coming from Chuck yeah, Schumer. Chuck Schumer. Uh, then Caroline Kennedy shows up with her son. and That's It's like, weird. oh oh good the Kennedys are here. Oh thank God. <laughs> Wait, how many people did they kill on the drive here? Politics already. <laughs> uh and she just simps for Joe Biden for like solidly a minute in front of her son, where she talks about like being an ambassador to Japan and Joe Biden getting off the plane with his aviators and that smile. And it's just like, oh God. That's- like oh you're just having an erotic memory about (laughs) joe biden right now i mean the kennedys Um,
0: like all catholics are just the most thirsty fucking people
1: oh yeah i mean it's it's kind of their whole deal uh but it is it was amazing and also like we could spend a long time talking about the aviators as a symbol for joe biden and Mm -hmm. also just boomerism yeah like the aviators mean so much it's (laughs) It's it's a it's all it's the like the symbol of detached cool, uh even as you do monstrous shit.
0: Yeah, and I mean they look good. I'm just gonna say it, they're good. Fuck off. Good. Oh my god,
1: you're fucking embarrassing. No, fuck aviators. <laughs> I think they're the ugly, ugly glasses. Um my, you heard you. it here
0: first. Michael's a MAGA guy.
1: <sighs> yeah, gimme give, give me some Oakley's any day. Uh, <laughs> They they parade Jimmy Carter's corpse out for a few seconds to talk about what a nice boy uh, this this young whippersnapper Joe Biden is. <laughs> then we get to Bill fucking Clinton,
0: uh, uh, which
1: was which was uh, fun, which was fun. I love I love a rapist coming out to endorse a credibly <laughs> accused rapist against another rapist. I love that this is democracy in twenty twenty. This is the good guys, by the way. Um,
0: I, I just I think it bears mentioning that he uh has recently been credibly mentioned at being on the island uh of oh, no, Epstein's he, Island. He, and it's
1: basically been... confirmed that he was on Epstein's Island.
0: And let me tell you like, what, there's no reason to be on Pedophile Island, except for the obvious.
1: Yeah, they named it Pedophile Island. You were warned, man. <laughs> you took the Lolita Express to Pedophile Island.
0: Like it's not yeah there's it's not so you don't get there and you're like sex crimes what
1: yeah no the um the guy that was getting like (laughs) we we can't stop trying to make me talk about epstein zachary
0: Um, It's the Democratic convention. I can't. I
1: know. I know. I know. Uh, He he just talks about how bad this Trump guy is. And, uh, you know, he gets a couple claps in there. And then uh, he says that, you know, Trump's talking about Corona and he's saying it is what it is. And no fucking president should ever say it is what it is. It should always be. What can we do? And he calls Joe Biden uh, a down to earth, roll up his sleeves guy. Ugh. Again, lifelong politician. The man has done nothing except be a lawyer and a politician his entire career. There is nothing down to earth or roll up your sleeves about this motherfucking guy. Uh, he gives him credit for the Recovery Act, which again, the sort of insane gaslighting that the 08 recovery did anything for people. Uh, the 08 recovery was exactly what Joe Biden has always done, which is, uh, you know, for banks. And it absolutely, I think, was a turning point in America never really going to be able to recover because we had this moment where we could have said okay fine banks you're all broke we're gonna bail you out we're also going to take you over like you're done and we we had that we actually had that leverage over them in this moment and we just handed it away and what did they do the exact same shit well we are are back to almost all of those issues
0: oh i definitely uh as I veer ever 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 left word into communism, there's no reason for private banks. They should all be nationalized. There's no reason that banks should be out there making billions of dollars in profits. We should, the people create the money. Money is printed by the government, uh, which is just the people. There should be no private banks. There you go. Hurrah! Uh,
1: then they get to the roll call, uh, which is pretty fucking interesting in that um, they first they have the the, the candidates presented and uh aoc gets to like nominate bernie for president at which point all of twitter freaked out for a minute being like oh my god aoc is being a real one she's calling for bernie even at the convention totally missing the part where this is just like how the convention worked and she was asked by the dnc to do it and this is just like he has to accept his delegates so he can give them to joe biden and so it was like this it was a really sad moment for me to like see like left twitter getting excited Mm -hmm. uh because it's like no guys like no, we we're in the darkest timeline. There is no hope here. Nothing's going to happen in this moment. This is not a clap back. This is this is literally being asked to clap. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Um, uh, yeah. It- Tom Perez hops on to talk about how the progressive movement has deep roots here in Wisconsin. We're having the convention, and then he says, "But thank God Monsanto is sponsoring us this year, so we could kill that shit like we did Bernie." They bring on an elevator worker. Okay. Who took a selfie with Joe Biden uh-huh. so that she can spend 30 seconds talking about how she hauls around important people all day and they get off her elevator and they go to their meetings. But Joe Biden really saw her. Uh. And then she's she, as this elevator worker, nominates Joe Biden for the presidency. And I just I just wanna want I just gotta ask, whose fucking idea was that? Who did that to this woman? Yeah. It's not fair. Uh, and then and then they do a really funny thing. So they go to each state and territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have one to five people standing in front of something that's supposed to represent their state. They say approximately like two sentences about their state. And then they announce how their delegates are distributed.
0: Right. So it's like uh, California, the slave labor, fire state, delegates, blah, blah, blah.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's like palm trees that are on fire and prisoners being thrown on top of the fire to smother it like a blanket.
0: (laughs) Oh, man.
1: uh, And so it, it really, I think... I saw this praise a lot of places because they they really went out of their way to make sure this was the most diverse presentation Mm -hmm. from each state. You had people speaking indigenous languages, at least you know they got one introductory sentence in their indigenous language. Like it, it was very diverse, and and I'm not here to shit on diversity. I support diversity. It was funny how many. Of these people, even as they're in this moment, are bringing up their needs. Like, oh. the, the delegates from Iowa talking about, like, hey, we had this really terrible storm and, like, we're not getting the supplies we need. Like, keep us in your thoughts. Wow. Joe Biden, here's your delegates. Wow. Uh, you had uh, indigenous people talking about, like, hey, like, you know, we're voting for Joe Biden because mm-hmm. we really need our land to be protected. Wow It's a bad bet dog, that's all I'm saying. But like it was it was really interesting. Uh something else interesting to mention, the way delegates work, like Bernie, despite taking like almost ten percent more of California than than Biden. Yeah. uh, Joe ended up with more delegates. Cool. Same in Nevada, where he got almost half the votes Bernie
0: washed everyone in Nevada.
1: Nope. Uh twenty four votes for Bernie, twenty five for Joe Biden. Like they fudged it just enough. Because delegates aren't actually democratic, and they can kind of do what they want for a lot of them, so they're pledged. But you know, bloody blah. For a lot of dumb, stupid inside baseball, I just love that this was like so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like Bernie was fully on board. He had already capitulated. He had already come into the party. He had already announced his support for Joe. There was no reason not to like give Bernie these delegates that he's immediately going to give to Joe, except for the optics of like needing this to feel overwhelming and what was kind of amazing is that it still didn't feel overwhelming like Mm. i'm not saying that bernie got anywhere near enough votes to win unfortunately due to a lot of fucking shenanigans but like in almost every state bernie is taking you know at least a some portion of the delegates oh yeah and it just it really hurt to like see and hear his voice over and over and over again and realize that in all of these spaces like even with all the rat fucking There was still a lot of people that wanted a better world that wanted the things that Bernie represented. It was still there. Um, But, you know, Bernie showed up for five seconds for the Vermont one standing in the back with a mask on his face and his hands behind his back with his wife. Uh, They did let Bernie take Vermont. I think, I think in Vermont, uh, he got a few more vote delegates. The Virgin islands brought up Hamilton. Wait, what? (laughs) Yep, They were like birthplace of Hamilton, the musical.
0: No, it was and then, uh,
1: Virginia brought up Charlottesville and and says that was the day Joe Biden decided to fight this battle for the soul of America, which I got to say is a little late in the game.
0: Well, yeah, also for most of his history he would have been uh saying there were good people on both sides right along Trump.
1: But Oh, absolutely. Let's push let's
0: push forward. Uh
1: Joe Biden reacts to receiving the nomination like it's his birthday that he forgot existed. <laughs> He's just like, oh, oh, uh hey, oh, yeah, this is great. Oh, thanks, guys. Like, he's just, he's just kind of like smiling and vacant-eyed, and like, you know, it. They're cutting between a lot of things. There's a lot of live and pre-recorded stuff. It's not totally his fault, but it definitely also ends with like three seconds of Biden staring slightly off-screen with a like rictus grin smile, trying to figure out if he's off-camera yet. <laughs> they want to, they want to lose so badly. <laughs> they, they're trying so hard. Uh, Joe Biden's personal tragedy, this, we get a heavy pivot into Joe Biden's personal tragedy. Oh, no. It is brought up multiple times that his first wife died in a car wreck that also killed his daughter. And that when he was sworn into the Senate, he was sworn next to the hospital beds that his children were in. Which I just have to say, because this gets brought up over and over and over again, this powerful image. That is fucking horrifying. Yeah. Like, think about what that actually means for a second. Like, you dragged your kids who just lost their mom and their sister into a photo op that you have been using your entire political career so that you can use their pain, suffering, and near death to demonstrate just how much you love America. (sighs) There, there was no reason for that swearing-in ceremony to take place there except for a fucking photo op. You turned your kids into a prop, and now you're using that prop decades down the line to run for president. Yeah, it's... Ugh. It took me a second to even process, like, no, that's actually monstrous. That's actually really fucking evil. So Biden's talking a lot about, like, victims of healthcare and and how much we need uh to do better with health care and how like he's gone through all these personal tragedy with his son dying of cancer and uh, you know his mm-hmm. kids being in the hospital and the, like how how hard it would have been if he didn't have you know the best medical care fucking available to help with all of these things and he's like trying to say like hey i'm just like you yeah i'm just like you yep. i have the same needs i understand um just sort of totally forgetting like what the Affordable Care Act really meant to a lot of poor people, which is like for a lot of them, it was just a financial penalty. Mm-hmm. It was it was a punishment that kept them uninsured. Like for a huge swath of people, their premiums either didn't go down um, or they still just weren't affordable. So instead they just got a fucking tax penalty.
0: There is something so disgusting about like using the death of your son to pitch a system that won't prevent other people's deaths. Yeah, that is, that is currently in place and not preventing death. <laughs> yeah. And yes- 20 million more people were insured
1: under Obamacare, under the Affordable Care Act. But that came with a threat because the system wasn't good enough to get people on board. Yeah. And you I mean, had to force poor people's hand to make them do a thing because you didn't make it good enough for them.
0: Well, because you didn't give it to them. You know, like you could have given yeah. it to them and yeah. instead you sold it to them because and so, that's like, all America trying, do.
1: It it. As somebody who cares deeply about Medicare for all, it is it is one of the issues just so near and dear to my heart. Um, and, you know, obviously tons of people not trying to, like, own that. But I, I spent significant portions of my adult life uninsured. Me too. And I'm very grateful that, you know, I have not been bankrupted by that, by by dint of pure luck. Uh, just knowing how much we as a country need Medicare for all, especially in a moment where 170,000 people are fucking dead. We're in the middle of a global pandemic and you're trying to trot out your decades old tragedy to tell me that you understand this moment and it's fucking embarrassing John Kerry hops up to talk about how like before Trump we used to talk about American exceptionalism wow, John we need to get Kerry back to those I
0: forgot about that loser yeah what John a Kerry bitch. exists
1: who knew uh <laughs> I love presenting American exceptionalism as a good thing instead oh, of a so poisonous funny. toxic thing that like needs to be eradicated it's just incredible uh a man named Tom Countryman shows up <laughs> he has a handlebar mustache I couldn't tell you anything else about him because I was too busy thinking about a man is named Tom Countryman and he has a handlebar mustache.
0: Tom Countryman. Uh,
1: <laughs> and then and then we arrive uh we arrive at Colin Powell and he starts talking about his uh family's immigrant u- roots leaving a dirt farm in Jamaica his words. Um and then talking about his service from basic training to serving in Vietnam horrific to the joint chiefs yeah. of staff also horrific. and uh, he says our country needs a commander-in-chief that takes care of his troops the same way you would his own family joe biden is a president we will all be proud to salute uh motherfucker i'm not in the military i ain't saluting shit yeah what are stop you talking, talking about
0: like I don't salute you. motherfucking anybody.
1: I think Colin Powell genuinely thinks we might all be in the military.
0: That's That, uh, that might be true.
1: And then he says, this was, this was particularly special. He says, he will trust our intelligence community. <laughs> oh.
0: All right. Which. I'm full black. Is <laughs> now
1: we need to. Uh jump a little bit into colin powell's history because uh colin powell along with joe biden are two of the architects of selling us the iraq war yep. uh this horrific genocide that we've committed uh over a million deaths uh but don't worry it's only two hundred thousand uh, people if you let them lie to you um, <laughs> and his his actual defense of that the only thing that colin powell has said to defend it is that he was lied to by the intelligence community
0: okay that's hilarious the...
1: <laughs> yeah that's That's so funny that's his whole thing he's like oh well you know they 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 weren't telling me the truth so (laughs) that's so funny his whole defense against being a full-on war criminal is that he was lied to by the intelligence community but he's trusting that none of us remember that so he gets to hop on a mic (laughs) <laughs> to tell us that what we love about Joe Biden is that he is going to listen to the intelligence community.
0: Uh, can I just say I fucking hate Colin Powell. He is one of my sort of like bad noirs, but he's also important.
1: Yes, yeah, he committed he's genocide.
0: He uh, he lied. Uh, one of the th- but he's important to my personal life because I remember being like a kid uh, and and with the Iraq War ramped up and Colin Powell at the UN. I remember the specific like Fox News Chiron being like is is Saddam turning uh this dove into a hawk and like him talking about like how dangerous this is and how like we have to do something and just you know the whole grift and even being like a high schooler being like, this is bullshit like that was the moment <laughs> where I like complete like the the sort of like shearing away and Colin Powell is responsible for that is he is like being full on like this is the issue and like even then having absorbed almost completely right-wing media growing up being like dude there's no nah. reason to go in iraq there's no reason to go in iraq it has nothing to do with anything and it was just like so plainly obvious even then and to see the democrats doing it i managed to be trotted out in the hague disgusting
1: it really is the completion of something we've been talking about all day that like the Democratic. The Democrats of today are the Republicans of the 90s and early aughts. Like, these are the same people that brought you the Iraq War coming back to tell you how awesome it was that they brought you the Iraq War. It's Uh,
0: insane. And wouldn't it be better if we had people who did the Iraq War?
1: He will restore our leadership and a moral authority in the world, which is to say, like, (laughs) yep, yep. uh, One, moral authority, ha. uh, two, Two, leadership meaning imperialism meaning the he will continue the imperialist project like that is what the fuck are you talking about man uh how fucking evil and then and then um it cuts to what was maybe my favorite moment of this whole thing which was the uh joe biden and john mccain like friendship love story
0: oh no
1: and it's like a whole montage oh no it's like there it's john mccain's wife talking about how like You know, it was an unlikely friendship because I guess John McCain at one point in the military was Joe Biden's bag man. Wait, what? Yeah. And so they like traveled around the country together and they, you know, you guess he was supposed to like be security and carry Joe Biden's bag. And then you get Joe Biden being all folksy, being like, that son of a gun never carried my bags. He was supposed to, but he didn't. Um, Cool. And like they became, you know, their friendship. And, and it's Cindy McCain talking about, like, you know, all this integrity and love. And it's like, oh, Cindy McCain, you mean, you know, John McCain's secretary that he divorced his sick wife for? Yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah, cool, great. they and, and then she talks about how they'd be going at it on the Senate floor, and you'd think, these guys must really, really dislike each other. And then they'd be having dinner together that night. Uh, Which yeah. I am just... Uh. So fucking tired of this West Wing bullshit. This idea that like we fight our principles on the floor, but you know it's all really a game, right? Yeah. Like
0: Uh, because because you clock out is is, is we keep the empire going and health care from the poor's. No, no,
1: we'll, we'll yell at each other, but at the end of the day, you know what? What is that really compared to a steak dinner and some whiskey among friends? You know, like the idea that like you would break bread with your enemies in that way, just I think needs to be acknowledged. You just don't care. Yep. You're just admitting that it's pageantry. You're just admitting that you're actors on a stage. Like yeah. John McCain stood for some evil, heinous shit. You oh, should yeah. not be breaking bread with that dude, man.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 sort of the, the sort of like zenith of our thesis that the uh, we have a one part we have a one party state. Bring it home.
1: And then they go into about twenty minutes of Jill Biden. And I I didn't know anything about Jill Biden. So this was actually quite illuminating for me. Uh, (laughs) What I loved most about this is that they're telling all these like cute anecdotes. It's like her grandchildren talking about her and like telling stories. And it's all presented as like very, oh, you know, she's loving. She's so... And like every story they tell is the story of just a monster. Oh, no. Uh, They're like, she's not really your typical grandma. She'll like... (laughs) wake you up at 5 a.m on christmas eve to take you to soul cycle wait that what that is a literal quote that is not the the classic shitty christians exaggeration for comedic effect that is actually what they said that's she's she's uh she's a workout she's she's a workout wine mom um she's actually i'm gonna take it back she's not a wine mom she's a workout mom she's just a workout mom she's Mm -hmm. the like she runs marathons constantly to sure. um, so show she can one, spend less time other with jokes. One super cute anecdote that she tells, uh, that her grandkids tell, is like sometimes she'll when she's running, she'll find a dead snake, and every time she'll pick it up and bring it home so she can prank somebody with a dead snake.
0: No, nope. that's not cool.
1: How are you thinking this is the cute story you should be telling about this person?
0: Michael, what are the stories that they're not telling? Like, hey, look, one time I got up and there was a dead horse in my bed, but it's cool. I decided to sign the paperwork.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, uh, Christmas Christmas for me was waking up to that dead horse head in my bed and just being like, oh, grandma. (laughs) Jill Biden is the godmother. Um,
0: That is fucking insane isn't that
1: fucking bizarre like this is this is the relatability segment and then they talk about her coming into to joe biden's family because obviously he had lost his first right. wife yeah he was grieving uh he met her when he was 30 she was nine years his junior sure um she had a date that night oh she was set up by his brother his brother set them up mm-hmm. and joe biden calls and jill's like hey sorry i got a date tonight and joe biden's like cancel it and then <laughs> she does yeah. he was already a senator at this point uh-huh. so like you have a 30 year old senator calling up a 21 year old nobody uh to be like cancel your date and go out with me and then she does that's. I'm just saying cool. that's maybe like I, you know, they're both adults. I'm not. I'm not trying to like do a like uh, false.
0: But nine yeah. years is also not insignificant. We're gonna do no. We're gonna wade into the Twitter age gap discourse. <laughs> Fuck it, let's yeah, go. I. It's actually. It's. It,
1: it, I guess I am wading into the age gap discourse, which is not great. But like, I'm also <laughs> gonna say like, there's a power differential.
0: Yeah, there. for sure.
1: When a senator calls you up and tells you to cancel your plans and go out with him that's all that's all i'm saying it's just maybe not quite as cute i'm not saying it's wrong these are both grown people but i am saying it's maybe not as cute as you think it is because they tell it it like it's just so fucking cute yeah um yeah and he's like the second i saw jill i fell in love with her it's like yeah she was a fucking stone cold hottie and she was nine years your junior you asshole um, yeah, don't do also that. in googling this uh i just found a great thing where it's like jp chase morgan appoints jill biden head of their military veterans affairs division just like yep okay perfect yeah, great. that's about right cool she talks about joe biden going back to work four days after his son died and again uh, this is just another moment where it's like and you think that's a good thing this isn't it's cute like, this isn't uh and then she says maybe one of the most crazy stories where she says and you know when he, that's just the guy he is. He's going back to work four days after his son died because he loves America so much. He's on the phone for hours after dinner talking to people that he's given his personal number to out 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 to at campaign events. And it's just like, bro, that's psycho shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that? Again, do you really think that's, like, normal, healthy behavior? Like, I thought about, like, Bernie and, like, Mm -hmm. all of his, like, healthcare uh, symposiums where he would, like, hear people's stories and amplify them and share them and, like, how powerful that was. And just what a, like, weird, awful take on that that is for, like, Joe Biden to just be like, here's my phone number, call me. Like one, again, obviously not true. These people are lying to you. They're always fucking lying to you. He's not spending hours on the phone no. after dinner talking to random people for campaign events. And then he talks about his faith. Oh. So we finally get a little shitty Christians moment. And he goes, His faith is unshakable uh. because it's not in politicians or parties or even himself. And she's already talked about him being a Catholic, this is specifically his spiritual mm. faith. Uh, it's, she goes, It's in the providence of God. His faith is in you and in us. She's like, okay, that's not really anything. Like that's not actually a statement of faith. Like, uh, she she says, if you listen closely, you can hear the sparks of change in the air. Um, which I just got to say, you you must be listening real fucking close because I could have sworn this was the nothing will fundamentally change, guys. Joe Biden, finally, two hours and twenty minutes into this, actually opens his mouth. You said nothing this entire time. This has just been people talking about Joe. So Jill finishes her speech, and Joe walks up, and I shit you not, he says, "Hey everyone, I'm Joe Biden's husband." No,
0: no fucking way. That's true.
1: Happen. It it happened.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: It's so good. And again, listen, I'm not trying to make fun of somebody's speech disability. Like, I I think that probably is, you know, you're saying Jill Biden, Joe Biden. I think it's a very easy mistake to make. Uh, But it's just after two hours and 15 minutes of hearing everybody talk about what a great guy he is, I just, I could not stop laughing when he just walks out and says, Hi, everyone. I'm Joe Biden's husband, which means maybe he was not lying about his support for gay marriage after all.
0: Oh um, man.
1: Uh she earlier was talking about his strong back. He says she's got a backbone like a ramrod. Oh. I don't know what that means, but I'm scared. Oh I'm just real scared. Uh what is it with you people in backs? Like <laughs> I just don't get it. Well, just um, keep
0: it in the bedroom. You know, like it's fine. I just don't need to know about it.
1: And he says, When you think of Jill Biden, think of your favorite educator, the one that inspired you, and that's the kind of first lady. This person will be. Which is amazing. You were just swagger jacking everyone's best teacher in America. <laughs> That's insane. I promise you she was is not as cool as Miss Pope, my 10th grade English teacher, who was fucking rad. I promise you. I'm sorry, Jill. But I don't... I, I'm sick of the dead snakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm in great shape since Jill, by, Jill 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 and I started hanging out. But still.
1: To end this... Joe Biden talks for a grand total of 45 seconds. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not his night. There's two more days of this that we're not even getting to. I'm sure he will talk more. But it it was very telling. It's like, oh, this is actually you're doing the same campaign strategy you've done this entire time at the convention, which is not let Joe talk.
0: Yeah, it's working. Um,
1: And then it ends with a John Legend song, which unfortunately was not uh, anywhere near as interesting as the song that you got to – to, to experience yes. it was literally just john legend doing john legend things i guess if you like john legend that's now, fine I, I personally i i cannot distinguish any aspect of john legend's music from white noise like it just exists
0: oh and yeah i, I fucking just, hate john legend he i mean again I, I think i made this joke on a previous pod but uh he is the black michael and michael Buble is the white john legend they are the same there is there is no other so
1: that was day one and two of the DNC National Convention. Oh. Uh, I was initially feeling a little bad. I was like, ah, you know, if we're going to do this, maybe we should do all four days. But I feel very certain at this point that if we tried to, it would literally kill us. Um, so that's just going to have to be, be all of it. I did take a brief moment to watch Hillary Clinton's speech from night three right before we recorded in which she uh, rages against the voters. Uh, in a way that's really hilarious
0: to be fair they are her great enemy if you think about it yeah no
1: it's true and like she 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 wrote about this in her book uh where she talks about somebody coming up and making their daughter apologize to hillary clinton for not voting in 2016
0: weird which is fucking like her grown-ass
1: daughter is being trotted forward to hillary fucking clinton uh, to to say I'm sorry for not voting for you, and then she says, she says in the book, she's like, I told her it was okay, and I understood, but to you know make sure to vote from now on. But inside, I was just so upset. I was just so upset.
0: I mean, inside like Hillary she, Clinton is always seething inside. It's
1: so much rage. It's four years later and she's here being like, and even worse are those voters who don't even vote at all. And it's I, like, motherfucker, give them something to vote for. Anyways, she then uh, does a Black Lives Matter thing and talks about... Um, justice for george floyd which i think is pretty fucking rich from the super predators lady
0: it's also pretty fucking rich from somebody who ran explicitly a white grievance campaign against obama in 2008 uh yep. and was specifically going after the people they accused bernie of going after whereas bernie actually went after like young people in hispanics whatever though who's counting me
1: who has any memory of any of this? Like, they're, they're all just counting on, like, they'll be able to set the board afresh every time. Like yeah. Every day is just a new game of Monopoly for them, and they always start with their shit on Park Place. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else we need to say to bring this home, Zach?
0: I think I just want to say, like, hearing, hearing tales of Night 2 and, and seeing some clips from Night 3, this is just the story about, like... There is no Democratic Party. That's kind of my thesis. There's no it Democratic Party. Exist. What'd you say? Uh, no, I'm continue. There is no Democratic Party. All there is are a collection of people who think Trump's a pretty bad guy. They have no cohesive belief system. They have no coherent pitch. They think Biden is a better guy than Trump. And there's no party anymore. Anybody who isn't on board with Trump, whether it's for any kind of ideological project or just because they were shut out of the current MAGA project, is allowed to be here. There is no Democratic Party. There is a collection of people that sometimes say okay things and often do shitty things. That's it. They're, like The project is kind of dead. They're probably going to win because of the awfulness of the Republican Party. But the Democratic Party is really kind of ceasing to exist. It's kind of fascinating. And the only thing they can't abide is MAGA explicitly. And then the real thing they can't abide is any kind of actual leftist project.
1: I am sort of torn between the idea that there is no Democratic Party and that there is a Democratic Party. It just cares about so few things that it's willing to bring anything else into its mix and pretend to care about it. I -hmm. totally agree. There is no platform to the Democratic Party. There is no project, really. There's nothing they can super stand behind, especially in this moment, except for Trump guy bad. Right. Uh, And it's really fascinating to watch them bring in war criminals. I mean, people... People who are arguably worse than Trump and have certainly responsible for vast amounts more death than yeah. Donald Trump. Like uh, Democrats like to yell at the Republicans for like, oh, you just became the party of Trump. Democrats are also the party of Trump. Mm. Like Democrats are also entirely defined by Trumpism and and this supposed resistance to it. And if I take it on face value, I say like, yes, they are just they are just incoherent and, and useless so, like, the only thing they can define themselves as is an opposition. But I, I do also wonder if there's maybe, like, a slightly more nefarious version of, like, nothing will fundamentally change being the actual project of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And that, that is something that they are actually very cannily pursuing. All of this, all of this pageantry, all of this organization, all of this walk across the aisle with John fucking McCain, all of this shit is just so they, they can keep keep the banks running, keep keep yeah. the premiums high keep the wars Uh, continue keep keep the project of imperialism happening just keep the the trains running and while they're doing that as we continue that i mean the best that joe biden can offer you is a return to the normalcy of what came before him and that normalcy uh not only did it deliver us trump but even if we just continue that project leads to our extinction yeah full stop you know, this week I am—I was in the Central Coast watching climate change uh, influenced lightning strikes. It was one of the most stunning, staggering, terrifying things I've ever experienced. Because just hundreds and hundreds of lightning strikes with very little rain, and I guess this is one of the effects of a rising climate—is like lightning increases, and specifically lightning strikes increase. And so I'm just getting to watch like boom, 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 like lightning just keep going off and i wasn't even in the path of like the worst of it it set off dozens of fires across northern california uh some of which are already threatening homes and structures towns are being evacuated and we're struggling to stop it because the prison labor that we use to fight fires in california uh, for five dollars a day we aren't able to use because of coronavirus because they're all locked down because they have the plague this is the neoliberal project and joe biden will fix zero percent of them too the path we were on, as comfortable as it was at times for some, and as much worse as it is now for many, leads us to the same end. And I think that might be the project. Yeah. I think the project might be just just keep, keep it rolling, man. It's good for some.
0: Well, another uplifting episode.
1: Thank you for listening to the Black Pill Pod. Uh, there is hope. <laughs> there is hope. There is absolutely hope. None of it is in Joe Biden. Again, we are not vote shaming here i understand the argument that joe biden will be less directly harmful to some than donald trump uh and if that is your heart and your conscience you absolutely should vote it just my only requirement is that we all continue fighting for the things that we actually need and matter and not trusting that electoral politics is going to do the work for us so do what you need to do on election day and then let's get back to doing the real work
0: amen brother um Well that was fun Uh, I can't wait to get you back For the uh, Republican National Convention Uh, Now we're off next week though If I'm correct
1: Yeah so we're going to be We're going to be off next week Uh, Just more travel More things going on More uh, crazy life stuff So we're taking the week off We will be back in two
0: With the full four days Of Republican National Convention I'm going to make him do it (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm Zachary Allard And you can find me on Twitter At Zachary underscore Allard I'm Michael Tabor You can find me at Michael Tabor And you can keep up with our pod at at shitty underscore pod.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Shitty Christians.